Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to uh, season two, episode number nine. We apologize for the uh, for the delay. We can no longer say neither of us have had COVID anymore. We we quit. I guess we quit that a while ago, asking yeah, right. each other. But uh, did you uh, test? I did not test. You just know so, you were pretty solid. sure. I I had basically every symptom of COVID other than losing my smell and taste. So and that's the weirdest one. I would have lost some weight if I would have been able to lose yeah. my smell and taste. Why wouldn't I just eat vegetables all the time if I can't taste anything? So, no, it was uh, two days of hell, and was then, it? and that was about it. So, okay, tell me, headache, headache, body aches were really bad, yeah. really tired. Um, the headache would be what I would hate the worst. I think. Yeah, I mean it's obviously it's easy to to take care of that with some Tylenol. The aches and the and the headaches were weren't bad. I can go more than thirty minutes though without having to sit down and rest. I mean, huh. it was it was interesting for sure. But um, and I, that lasted for about a week and a half. But yeah, just the two the two serious days of the body aches and low grade fever and all that. But uh, I'm back. Outside of, All right, back and better than ever. Yeah, outside of the fact that I can't walk up a flight of stairs without breathing heavy and having to stop, everything else is good, back to normal. I think so. I had to cancel, was the last one I had to cancel a couple of days early, and here we've backed this one up. I'm going to tell you about headaches. My buddy that had coronavirus, and he actually uh, had it back in maybe March or April, he said the headaches were like you couldn't even get rid of the headaches. He was hospitalized with it. He, was, he got the first round of it, which I suppose must have been tougher than it is now maybe it's weakening a little bit but he uh he said the headaches um you almost say you want to die they're so bad but i know a cure to headaches have a great cure for headaches this uh good friend of mine all you oklahoma people that are listening will know this guy rocky clark coaches over at washington he says that he gets up and i don't know how he remembers to do this but he said he gets up every morning and says lord thanks for never giving me a headache never had a headache his whole life well Maybe I should have done. It. I should have said, "Lord, make me win that billion dollar lottery," but I didn't. Yeah. I'm not from Michigan. You so. didn't. You didn't buy your ticket on Dad your way through Michigan it. this week. No. I was kind of hoping you maybe made a trip no, up there. So I was a state below Michigan. We were in Indiana this past week. A lot of fun. I'll talk about it here in a little bit. A lot of, Indiana is a, an, an unusual state. If you like going and shooting darts and playing pool in their local taverns. Taverns? Yes. It's so. a, lot, a lot of fun. Used to, we people. used to go there quite a bit for work. I haven't been there in a long time now, but I used to go to Indianapolis quite a bit. Always enjoyed that town. Did you, uh, the place, we had pool tabs, which I've always yep. heard of people talking about yep. pool tabs. Yep. Um, but I've never been around them. I think Oklahoma had them many years ago or some places did. But this this little place we went to had uh, pool tab machines, mm-hmm. uh, several different kinds. And literally, I sat there and played all day long, won $100 once, won a $200 once, lots of fives and lots of giveaways. Yep. Lots of money given away. But a lot of fun to sit there all day. Yep. Well, before we get too far into the podcast here, um, I've kind of teased this on our Facebook page a little bit, but... Uh, 
Um, we're working on on getting the final information and everything, but I want to announce that we have a new sponsor for our podcast. Uh, it's a company called Cruise Planners. Uh, kind of fits with our uh, our travel uh, portion of the podcast, and hopefully here pretty soon we're going to have them on with us to uh, discuss some of the rumors and um, what what is legit and what's not as far as traveling with COVID, the regulations, the testing, all that kind of stuff that. A lot of people, I think, are pretty confused as far as, you know, traveling, especially out of the country, what those rules are, when you're supposed to test, that sort of stuff. So we're going to have them on to come help us straighten all that out. And I don't want to get into it too far, but I, because of the fear of it, we've already canceled a trip to Mexico yep. within the, you know, we was going to go in, uh, in a week or so from now. And um, um, the fear of getting down there and not being able to get back or get back on an airplane with the new. Now, I know other people from Salinas has went in the last month or so. And had no trouble, but the rules did change a little bit that right. you have to have a positive test, a negative test before you get back on the airplanes now. And the fear of it is, what do you do if you do test positive? That's right. the fear of the thing. Right. So. Yep. No, it's, uh, I mean, we're already, and, and they wanted to wait a little bit because they, they said they thought there would be some changes with Biden coming in as president and making some changes and we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into some of that here in a little bit. He's but, made uh, a few. Yeah, he's made a few. So. <laughs> We'll get into that a little bit, but they wanted to wait until he he did some of his things because they knew they were going to make some changes. So we'll have them on hopefully here pretty soon. But uh, you know, story of the week time here at the beginning, top of the uh, at the top of the uh, podcast. Do you have a story of the week this week? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna beat an old beat on the old drum again. Uh-oh. Um, girls basketball and boys basketball, but basketball in general in the high school level. Um, Salina Central girls are just the funnest bunch of girls that you've ever watched play basketball. The coach does a great job. Coach Fears is a good coach. Uh, the, his kids. Now, I'll tell you something about coaching. If you, uh, if you have about seven good players, it makes coaching a hell of a lot easier. Yep. And he's got seven good players. Young, young fast, quick, tall girls, uh, I think, have a chance to win the state championship. But here's my frustrating part of this thing. Good as they are. Their friends can't. Their friends can't come and watch them. Yep. They can go to school together all day long, still yet cannot walk in. Now, Keisha's made a rule as of next Friday, right. That four people can come. That does still doesn't welcome the students in. As good as they are, I feel like they've had two years now of uh, of abuse, sort of. Yep. Playing in front of no one. Gentry and them are out there dancing at halftime for the vets, and uh, they're dancing for. Yeah. No one. Yeah. The girls are in the locker room at halftime. Right. They really aren't. don't care about dancing for their moms and dads. Right. That's not – there's no fun in that. And and I was talking to, I think, Harper Williams' parents last night and they, he, as we were walking out, and he said, she doesn't want to play for um, – no, 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 it wasn't her. It was um, Hampton Williams. Yeah. Hampton. She's, but he said – she wants to play in front of her friends. She don't want to play in front of her mom and dad. Right. And I completely agree. So, you know, my story of the week is, good Lord, let's open this thing back up to these kids and let them have their high school experiences because we have – we've stolen it from them. And, um, and I don't see any end in sight. Yeah, not, not this year for sure. Nope. Uh, I mean, as far as the school year goes. Um, have, has USD 305 come out and said they're going – because I know Keisha said you can have up to four, but then they have to leave it on the schools because of capacities of gyms and things like there, that. There's no reason. I took a picture last night, and I wish I could – I'll post it on our Facebook page, but there's there's no reason that uh, six per person couldn't come in. I mean, the crowd is so incredibly small. 
I was sitting on the top row of the bottom section, and only one other person was sitting on the top row of, the, of the, that section. Yep. And I was probably 20 to 25 feet from the nearest person to me who was the athletic director at right. Salina Central. Um, so he could have just went and stood anywhere. I mean, it didn't matter to him. Um, the numbers are – it's just the same thing as, like, we got on the airplane this past week and flew up to Chicago and went from Chicago to Indianapolis. The entire plane is packed with people mm-hmm. sitting right next to each other. But we have to stay six feet apart when, but right before we got on the plane. Yep. The, the, the rules are just nonsensical. Yep. And <laughs> um, it's uh, it, and it's it's just it's hurting kids. I think. I mean, it, I don't know that it's hurting them. They're still getting to play, but it's not as fun as it could right. be as a high school student. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. And this team is so good. I mean, it is literally worth. They're good enough that they would have the fans rolling. No, we got a couple of good teams here in in Salina. You know, I think have they they've only lost one. The girls have lost, the girls one, have game, lost one game, and then the South boys one. haven't lost at all yet. So we've got a couple of pretty good basketball teams here this year. Uh, and of course, I can't go watch South boys because because yep. of the rules. Yeah, so dumb. So and I'd love to go watch them play. Uh, you know, as far as going to a sport, basketball's the funnest sport to go to. I think uh, going going to a game, whatever. Yep. Um, uh, it's uh, definitely not baseball. Baseball's my favorite one to play, but I don't know if I want to sit and watch it all day. Yep. Long. Well, my uh, my story of the week is going to be pretty short. Um, I just want to uh, give a shout out to uh, all of the Ambucks out there that help on the wheelchair ramps. For those of you um, that have listened to us for a long time, you know that uh, we both uh, really appreciate what what Ambucks does for the for the. Uh, city of Salina and, yep. and all, all over the country, but obviously uh, we're, we're close with uh, with the organization here locally. But uh, if you didn't know, they do a lot of wheelchair ramps on top of the Amtrak scholarships and, and all that kind of stuff that we do. And uh, they did ramp 399 and ramp 400 since they started keeping track. So there was definitely some before then as well. But uh, just completed ramp 400 a couple weekends ago pretty big milestone um so just want to give them a shout out say thanks for what you guys do i don't t- partake in the in the wheelchair ramp building because i would just be in the way yep. and cause problems but there's a group of about i think about 10 or 12 that and just about every saturday when the weather's halfway decent they're out there building one if not two ramps so thank you well, guys you think for four, what you do. 400 of them that's 52 weekends a year that's uh, eight years of building a ramp every weekend. That's a hell of a lot. Well, of work and it's it's guys. definitely picked up. I would say the last five years has picked up. Before it was, before then they were doing maybe one or two a month. Yeah. Uh, but definitely the last few years it's gotten to the point where it's uh, it's almost every weekend. So I, I would bet forty five weekends out of the year, Saturdays out of the year, they're building ramps. And then they got a couple guys who are retired that'll just there's something small that needs done. They'll just go over on a Wednesday afternoon and knock it out. So, yep, yep. yep. Thank you guys. You do a great job. Well, tweet of the week. Um, <laughs> there, there were some good ones this week that I saw. Um, leave it to old Bernie Sanders to bring the country together with his yeah. his little meme and all those all those that people did. That was pretty funny. But I actually uh, found one. This is one that is kind of corny. Uh, when I read it. It, it took a second to hit me, but when it did, I just kind of sat there and stared at my computer and laughed for a couple minutes. And this is from uh, a former uh, city of Salina uh, resident who is no longer here, Dennis Lover. Um, 
But the 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 uh, tweet was this: Do you think the guy who coined the phrase "one hit wonder" ever came up with any other popular phrases? <laughs> hey, Dennis has gone into. I'm a Facebook friend with Dennis. I don't do Twitter as much as you, but Dennis has decided that the world needs more comedy. So Dennis has always got something funny on his Facebook yep. page. Dennis is a sharp, smart guy, um, but uh, used to be our Chamber of Commerce president. Um, really good guy. But he, he has, he's turned into a humor, humor maker. Yep. I don't, like I said, I don't do tweets that much. I guess the only tweet that I saw this week that had any interest to me is uh, the new Texas coach. Um, some people in Oklahoma put out that the, the rumor is going around that He's hiring Mike Stoops yeah. as uh, his linebackers I coach. Saw that. Which, um, good luck with that move, but I, I, I don't hope it doesn't come true. That was shot down in about twenty minutes, yeah, I yeah. think. So it didn't. That didn't last very long. <laughs> so, well, hey, one other question for you before we. Uh, I'd like your take on this before we get into the meat of of our podcast here today. Um, so the district is now open here in town. So that's the place in the mall with the go karts yep. and the axe throwing and and all that kind of stuff. Have you been there yet? Went last night. First and time. What'd you think about it? Very busy. Well, if you've not been, it will shock you when you walk in. Really nice. I thought it was really nice. Now we I went to two different areas. I went in first and Scott and Carrie were in doing the um, playing in the golf simulator, yep. which has got a big nice golf simulator in there. They were in there playing. And then later last night, um Shout out to Cannon Elkins. He was 18 yesterday. We went down there for his 18th birthday, and we went back to the pool table area and the dart area. Yep. And uh, shot that. And they have nice pool tables and all that kind of stuff. But right next to the pool tables where the axes were. Right. And it was completely packed. Yep. Full of people. Uh, the the waiters and the waitresses that were working there, and I think I'm not, the ones I talked to are kids from Bethany College down at Lindsburg. Just great, friendly kids. Um, so I was, I was pretty happy with it. Overall, yeah, what have you have you been? Yeah, I went a couple times last weekend or two weekends ago, I guess it was. Sorry, because I'm wondering if that isn't where maybe I got I got the oh, the Rona. Might have got it. Then. So, but yeah, we went on a Saturday night, and it was a couple weeks ago. It was definitely very busy. Same scenario as you. And then I took my little brother back there Sunday just to ride go karts for a few minutes. Saturday it was no wait, a pretty long wait. Okay, so we went yeah. Sunday and and there was no we went when it first opened and there was nobody there. But uh, you know we we had dinner there. I had Philly cheesesteak sandwich. I thought it was pretty good. Um, our our experience was definitely hit or miss, and I'm going to contribute a lot of that to. Obviously it's open, it's new still, working out some kinks. I know they had some pretty serious shortages from a staff standpoint before they, they were trying to, they were struggling to find people to, to work it. Um, we had a couple issues. Uh, one of them was, uh, uh, the jelly ball that they do. It's yeah. on Fridays and Saturday nights only. We were there on a Saturday night. And so we had a couple kids with us and they wanted to go play. So, so one of the moms stood in line for 45 minutes to get tickets cause they only had one ticket line open. And when she got up to the front, she was told after waiting 45 minutes to get jelly ball tickets that they weren't running jelly ball that night because they didn't have enough staff to, to have it open. So there was <laughs> sign up. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little heartache on that. And then we had a couple issues with some of the food waiting about 45 minutes for some fries and found out that they had lost the order, that sort of thing. But my only concern with the place, cause it is very nice. Yeah. Again, we had some kids with us and, and, uh, they were hitting the arcade pretty hard. Apparently, a lot of the games, you scan your card, and it takes the money off your deal, and then the game didn't work. 
Oh, there's yeah. quite a few of those, and for for a place that's just Brand opened, uh, that concerns me a little bit because uh, that's not going to take very much. For people aren't going to go there to the arcade if they can't keep those games operational. Yeah. Well, so. I, I hope that it becomes a success. And I had a good good experience last night. Um, we ate actually just nachos and cheese sticks. It's the only thing we ordered from uh, from the menu because we we got there late, sort of. Um, really good nachos and all that. But so I, I didn't have any any problem. But I did not go over and play any of the video games. I just like I said, did the. Uh, there's a lot of things to do in there, which yep. is nice. I mean, it, it's such a big place. I didn't even see the go karts. The kids come home and tell me all the time that. The go karts have such a long wait that they just give up. Yep. They just go do something else. Um, but but that's good if it stays away. Now I'll tell you something else. I think the mall might be getting another business in the Dillard's area, the old Dillard's area. I think there's a sporting goods Correct. company coming there. Yep. Uh, it's for me a great thing. Uh, I hate seeing the mall sitting over there. I don't want our mall to end up like a, the Hutchinson Mall and have absolutely nothing in yep. it. And hopefully with the uh, with the opening of this uh, this place he's talking about, the district, and hopefully with the opening of a – maybe the mall will pick up and not lose businesses. Uh, it's just good for Salina to have a mall, yep. I think. Uh, yep. Uh, good for any community, but Salina in particular is uh, – I, I don't want that building sitting over there empty. Yep. Yeah, I heard the same thing. There's a sporting goods store opening up there. I'm pretty excited. Hopefully we can – Hopefully they can be a little more competitive price wise than Dick's because that's all we have here in town right now, and it's uh, it's pretty expensive when you compare it to Academy Sports and some of those kind of places. I so. think it's the same sporting goods place that's in the Hutchinson Mall. Yeah, I heard the name of it. It's a it's a chain from up north somewhere like Minnesota or something like that, maybe Iowa. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. More and, on hunting and things like yep. that in there. But I'm I'm with you though. Um, the prices at Dick's are so high. Yep. I mean, I you can't even buy a shirt in there without paying thirty five bucks, forty bucks. Yep. So, yep, that's good. Yep. Well, since the last time we did a podcast, there's uh, been quite a few changes out in the world or yes. in the United States, I guess. Where do you want to uh, go from here, Philip? Well, you know what I uh, the the one thing that I've uh, probably been puzzled with in the last couple of weeks has been the um, the um, accusation of everyone that went up in support of Trump the day before the election being a mob. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been labeled as a mob. 300, 400,000 people are all considered a mob mentality. You're not, you aren't a, a civil protester because about 50 idiots went up and, and busted into the White House. Almost unrestrained. My brother has worked before, for not, not in Secret Service, but similar to Secret Service, worked for the governor um, as one of his bodyguards and everything. And he told me, had they not wanted them in there, they wouldn't have got in there. Right. Believe me, right now, they could not have got in well, the doors. It, it was a few more than 50. but <laughs> Well, the, the ones that walked in the doors, I mean, went inside the building yeah. itself. So it's not uh, – when you consider a crowd of 300,000 people and you call them all a mob whenever there's a small amount of them that went up, yep. almost invited in the door. Yep. Because if they didn't want them in the door, they didn't. They couldn't have not got in the door. Right. Believe me, they could have stopped. It's it, it sucks. I mean, there's no way to defend the actions of those people no. and what they did. Um, but to be honest with you, for liberals to act so appalled by right. the situation, uh, whenever they still are up when, there, in yeah, do we need to talk about this summer and what happened in in all the different locations throughout the. Throughout the country, that that they incited there, and then all of a sudden, now here's my thing: is is the riot again? I, I, you can't justify it in any way. 
and it sucks because what are you going to accomplish by doing that? All there's only bad that's going to happen from doing that. And to your point, it's it's caused pain with other organizations and stuff just because if you're a Trump supporter, you're tied in with these people right, now. Right. You're all of a sudden a um, I had a friend now, and this is a whole different story, but I had a friend from Dallas that had uh, put posted about being there and how appalled he was that he went back at five o'clock that evening and and uh, went to his hotel room and turned on the news. And then he saw all this was going on. He had mm-hmm. no idea it was even going on. He was there as one of just the protesters in general. And uh, and he said they what appalled him and what does me too is. He said, I was being called a mobster or a rioter, uh, the, yep. just all these bad things. And he goes, I'm sitting in my hotel room. I was here as a peaceful, what we do every year. Uh, I mean, we do it all over the United States. He was a peaceful protester, but uh, but he's labeled. And he's labeled by the same people who approve these yep. same actions, Yep. just not Yeah, the summer. Ago. Yeah, nope. it, and that's the, that's the frustrating thing. Obviously, it's, it's, in my opinion, it is different being in Portland, Oregon versus the Capitol building. I mean, there's a difference in where that that is taking place that makes it a little more severe. Um, But at the end of the day, it's it's not much different than than what what uh, liberals were were inciting over the summer and uh, condoning, basically. And now it's just appalling and can't believe anybody would would act uh, like the that. The darkest day in our history is what they were calling so. it, which I thought, man, have you forgot about 9-11 or maybe Pearl Harbor? Or, I mean, the, these things yep. were not that. This thing, The thing that happened was not that. Shouldn't have happened. Do not agree with it whatsoever. Wouldn't have been a part of it, of the people who did go stomping up there. But it was the most um, organized riot by the time. Have you ever known of a riot that had a quitting time? Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't that severe right. in all re- reality. It was not that severe if by that same evening Congress reconvened. Right. If it was a, a riot, a true riot where people out burning and doing just, you know, kill, it, then yeah, that, that would have been ridiculous. This one had a timeline on it. Right. Well, and I'll, I'll I'll tell our listeners this: if you if you're done with politics and you don't want to listen to, about politics, let's quit talking. About I'd it. probably skip the next 15 minutes or so of this podcast because there's a few things that I would like to to discuss. Um, but uh, we'll we'll talk about some sports towards the end. So just skip about 15 minutes or so if you don't want to listen to this. But um, I, I'll say this: I I did not vote for Biden. And what's interesting is, you know, I'm not. I'm not as much pro-Trump as I am anti-Biden. I'll say that, and I feel the same way. I just what what pisses our me choices off, have been pitiful for years has, now, for many years. It, how how sad is it when when Rand Paul is actually making more sense than anybody right now on Capitol Hill? Yep. I've been watching him the last couple of days, and he's actually not as crazy as he used to be and he's making everybody else look way crazier than he is that's that's sad but i'm just tired of the hypocrisy you know like for example we're we're this is saturday morning so we're day four of biden's administration he makes it illegal to to you you are now required to wear a mask on federal property unless your last name is biden then day later shows up on federal property without a mask on <laughs> and his whole family granddaughters yep. grandkids so, everybody nobody wearing a mask yep and so what was funny was they talked to his press secretary and after after day 1 when they were lobbing softballs like are you going to change the paint scheme 
on Air Force One and all these probably pre-screened questions they were asking her. Yeah. Day two, they start getting into the meat of the questions, and somebody had asked about about the situation, and, and the response was that he was celebrating a historic day in our country. We have bigger things to worry about. Bigger things than COVID to worry about? Yep. Isn't that the whole premise of his mm. campaign is that he has a plan to fix COVID and get us on the right track? And then yesterday, literally yesterday, uh, when when he was when he was talking, um, he said, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. I can give you his exact words. Okay. There is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the ten- pandemic in the next several That's, months. I found it. That's exactly what he said, word for word. Word for word. He had and a plan. Yet, yet, a couple of months ago, he says, we're eight months into this pandemic, and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. That's yep. what he said on October 30th. Yep, there you go. Yesterday. Say it again. What did he say yesterday? <laughs> there is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. All right. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Pelosi over here who, who, who has taken six months to introduce a second COVID relief fund bill. But it took her a grand total of six days to get the articles of impeachment put together yep. to impeach President and, the, and for them to still be going forward with the impeachment is the biggest absolute joke <laughs> and waste of time. Now, did you? I, I don't know if you've seen this, and I should have been my story of the week. From Wayne, Oklahoma, a representative from Wayne, Oklahoma, this week has put I saw that. into, yeah. <laughs> into uh, to, pa- to try to pass a law for a open or a, a season for Bigfoot hunting yeah i saw that you can only shoot yeah. so many bigfoots a year <laughs> that that's where our government's gone yeah. <laughs> i mean that yeah. he he actually yeah. could, probably should be a, our state senator he's so smart <laughs> that's funny yeah bigfoot so, season so the other so again kind of talking about the hypocrisy here <laughs> so biden's whole speech and when he was inaugurated was about unifying the country and bipartisanship yep. and we got to work together so in the first couple of weeks of Trump's presidency, you know how many executive orders he signed? How many? Four. Obama, eight. George Bush, two. Bill Clinton, two. Joe Biden, 17 and still going. On the first day. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so, some, of them, some of them will just drive you absolutely nuts. My, my neighbor owns a lot of rental homes in town. This, this uh, moratorium on eviction and foreclosures, yep. it's not a good thing for people. I mean, it's... He still has to pay for the houses that he's renting, but right now I think there's a deal where that, uh, well, the eviction moratorium can actually hurt the very people they're intended to help. So what the story is, not to mention undermine the government's role in enforcing contracts. Um, basically, you can't throw people out of their houses right now. Right, evict people. Right. Um, so not only are we giving them handouts, it's for not paying. Right, for not paying. Yep. Yeah, if if they're if they trash the place or something like that, you still can, but you cannot evict them for not paying their rent. Yep. So it, it basically it it forces property owners to provide free housing. Yep. And it's and, and in my mind that's uh they should be reimbursed by the government if that's what the government's going to make them do. But there's no reimbursement from well, well here's the, the thing with this guys. with this new stimulus package, and I'm I'm all for helping people that need help right now. There absolutely have been people that have lost their jobs, lost yep. their income because of COVID, because of things that are out of their control. And I, I'm all for helping people out. But at the end of the day, Philip, 
turning around and just giving people money is not going to solve our problem. Nope. It's going to make things worse. We need to get the country to reopen. We need these businesses to reopen. We need these businesses to start hiring people again. Oh, you've been listening to Governor uh, Cuomo, well, have you? And in the last Blasio week. In the last week. Yeah. It's amazing to me that Blasio now has said, we've got to get this thing back open. And he's talking about the restaurants and the businesses in more or less in New York City, Manhattan. They have crushed Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, and Trump's been saying, hey, and Trump's a big New York City guy, you know, open this thing back up. You got to get this thing open. It's killing us. They kept saying, no, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Guess what they said four days ago? Yep. The Let's minute Trump's done. out of office, we got to get this thing yep. back open. Yep. Oh, really? Been yeah. i telling you that for eight months. You, um, you wanted to, this whole thing, I'm, I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. It absolutely does exist. I had it. I know it exists. Yep. But you cannot tell me that the disaster we're in and everything that's going on, this is 100% been political. You bet it is. That's caused all of these problems. Because Chicago's the same way. The mayor of Chicago said, hey, we're going to start open. Literally, I mean, it's not even, they're not even <laughs> trying to hide no. the fact, Phil. Hey, you can still two smell days, Trump's clone in the halls of the White House. Two and they're already... days after Biden, <laughs> the Democrats take control of, of all three branches of our government. Hey, We've been not saying we don't want to open things up for nine months now or a year almost now, and, and now all of a sudden, hey, we're good. Let's get everything open, just like schools. When Trump kept saying, we got to get schools open, we got to get schools open, everybody on the left said, well, we can't do that. We can't have these kids run a risk of getting, in, yep. getting sick. We can't do that. And now guess what? Two days into the administration. We got to get these schools back open. Yep. Let's get them open. There, there's a uh, now the governor of Oklahoma, and I'm probably more say these things to my Oklahoma friends because you probably heard Governor Stitt this week said that uh, he, he there's been zero confirmed cases of a student to a teacher um, getting COVID mm -hmm. student passing it on to a teacher zero confirmed cases in the entire state of Oklahoma yep. yet at the same time 66 percent more students have at least one F in one class than this exact same time last year so that I mean that tells you how much it's making our kids struggle um, and we've we've already went over this deal multiple times, but I don't see this school year ending any different. It's going to probably end yep. up with this same. No, it's it, they're going to short schedule. They're going to finish the school year the way it is. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, and it sucks. I mean, like I said, the the thing that's been driving me crazy is uh, like the school thing. You know, like I said, people flipped out when Trump said we, when the previous administration, including Trump, said that they wanted to open schools back up. Everybody flips out. Biden starts pushing open schools, and he's a hero now. Well, we yeah. should have done this a long time ago. We yeah. should have done this a long time ago. Blame well, we it. tried. So, blame it. Yeah, I mean, no blame it, game. It, It'll go on for a and year. And then, did you see the situation? I'm assuming you saw the situation the other day with the National Guard yep. troops in the parking garage in Washington. And why was uh, Jerry Moran was upset about it and put out something yesterday? Um, was Kansas Guard members there? I think there were a few. Yeah. Okay, he was really upset about the way our guard, our can and I thought, well, why did someone from Kansas go up there? That didn't make any sense to me, and I, I don't. It didn't make any sense to me why our governor in Kansas shut down all of the uh, federal buildings for fear of rioting that's going to yep. go on. Uh, I mean, they they really pushed the uh, envelope on this rioting stuff. That uh, well, and I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm I was okay with calling the National Guard in. I want to make sure that what. The Biden administration's in. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that. Let's make sure nothing happens. Let's not embarrass ourselves anymore. Let's make sure everything's good.
but to basically use them for what you need to and then just push them aside is not a not the way to uh to start your presidency i mean you've got this going on right now with the troops you've got i mean and and this is going to probably hit home to you a little bit more than me but you know the trump work and did all that work to get the price of insulin down. And I know it hasn't happened yet. There, yeah. In some cases it has, but that was set to go into effect here pretty soon. And Biden put a hold on that. Just That was one of his executive orders, is putting a hold on, on lowering the price of insulin and epinephrine and all that kind of stuff. So I just, for the life of me, Philip, can't, this is all stuff that we knew was coming. Yep. If you watched any of the campaigning, if you watched anything about Joe Biden's history, you knew this was coming. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why people would want to vote for higher taxes, losing jobs to China, a weaker military, borders without any kind of safety whatsoever, and dependency on oil from other countries, more regulation, all this stuff that's going to be coming to us right now. Because it's our, already col- started. Our, our colleges have been pushing socialism for years, I believe. Our, uh, the, and so the voting age now that's younger than what me and you are don't think like we think. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they have a socialistic mindset. Uh, He's the, already the, talking about he, raising taxes. Gas prices are already already on their way going up, up and, and it'll, they'll go higher. Now, the Keystone Pipeline deal that he's, he, he already stopped it. Right. It's actually a, you know, it's coming out of the boreal yeah. forest all the way up in Canada. In Canada they get yep. the oil, and they're just trying to bring it down in a pipeline. Let me tell you something that's... Um, I think is ridiculous. Okay. And and everybody else that has any common sense knows this. They're not going to quit making that oil. No. But now they're going to send it by ships around right. the ocean, or they're going to send it by trains, or they're going to send it by trucks. Much more efficient to just send it by a pipeline. Yep. Build your pipeline and build. The pipeline up in Alaska has been how many years has it been up there since it's, back in the early yeah. 70s? Has there anything major happened? We're smarter now, better technology, all those things better. Um Building the pipeline is 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 a it's a um, it's a move that has nothing to do with the pipeline. It's all political, right? All political, yep. but it costs ten thousand jobs. Yep, he's already cut about forty thousand jobs on top of the gas prices going up and but your taxes going up. Anybody, if you don't know anything about that pipeline, let me just give you a, a lesson real quick. <laughs> that oil is still coming here. Yes. It's still coming here. But now it's going to come by a train. Do you have as much faith in a train's not going to derail as you do in the pipeline busting? Or it's going to go by a ship? If you're trying to save all the fish in the ocean? I would assume way more expensive way more to do expensive. it that way oh, than to just goodness. send it down the pipeline. The so. pipeline is – but it's completely political. I mean, Obama had put a stop to it. Trump opened it back up. Now, the problem that I have with this – Trump waited a little bit into his presidency before he completely opened it back up. Um, them guys should have been boogieing. Yep. They should have got it done. <laughs> I think they were trying to bring it into about Nebraska. Then in Nebraska, it kind of spreads out over pipelines all right. over the country. We already have a million mile worth of pipelines under the ground. Go to Cushing, Oklahoma, and, and try to run a uh, more run, more oil tanks and people yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, they're they're already out there. But but I'm telling you, still though, they're still going to be drilling in Alaska. They're still going to be bringing that oil. But now it's not going to come in a pipeline. It's going to come on a truck that you're going to pass on the interstate, or it's going to come on a train coming through your cities. Um, yep. Whatever. It's just it's so silly. That's that's one of my aggravations yep. that he signed. He has one one more that's probably got me more frustrated than any of them. But What's that? We'll do one more. Okay, one more. Last one. This new sexual orientation and gender identity protection. Okay. Is something that uh, hey. I am all for 
Title VII. I mean, you know, I'm all for employment, housing, all these things. Fair. I do not think it's fair to have boys identify as girls and play in girls' sports. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything in the world right about it. Uh, in the state of Connecticut, I read in a whole article about a that people that have a daughter that was doing really well could have set all the girls' championships up there in track and field, except for they had uh, three boys. So now she didn't even make first, second, or third place, gold, silver, or bronze, because three boys were up on the stage getting girls' awards. So the, the whole point of um, – and, and I'm telling you something. If a girl's good enough to go play against boys, get it. Yep. But I do not think that the other is true. I don't I think agree. the other way around is true. I don't think it's fair at all for girls who have worked hard all their life to be become great athletes, like the Salina Central girls, if they had to go out and play against five boys yep. um, that are identifying as boys. I think in sports it should be what you're, what you're born as. Your gender is male or female in yep. sports. Well, how ironic is it that um, – they they celebrate Wednesday, the first female vice president we've ever had yep. in a party that now no longer recognizes gender. Nope, no longer. <laughs> a little ironic there. So, well, hey, let's move on to some sports. We we are, this is Saturday morning. We're sitting here watching OUKU on the Boomer. TV while we're recording I, we're, this. We're, I'm actually, we're watching one of the most overranked schools in the, in the country right now. I don't think Kansas is the ninth best team in the country. They're not oh, no, very they're, good right now. Yeah. So here's a little stat for you since we're watching this. And unfortunately, um, the game's going to be over before you hear this. So we'll know how this turns out. But uh, interesting one I saw on Twitter. So since Bill Self has been at KU, they've lost three straight games twice since he's been there. February 2005 and February 2013. In both cases... The third loss in that group was against OU. All right. Guess go. who's coming in this game with a two-game losing streak, <laughs> looking at number three at OU. Hey, is, is one of the three losses they had, is this did Texas just beat the hell out of them? Yes. You know, Texas surprises me. They're better than what I thought they were going to be. They're ranked second. They're not going to beat Baylor. I don't know that anyone's going to beat Baylor in the Big 12. Um, but, uh, but they're good. Texas is really good, and – uh, Oklahoma and Kansas are both at four and three in the Big Twelve right now, and uh, playing for third place here. Yep. Well, this that stat kind of reminds me of uh, the old uh, the stat that the last couple times that the Sooner Schooners tipped over, and and then the the uh, OU lost to the K State the very next game. Yep. Both of those yep. times, same deal. <laughs> it, it's crazy how this stuff lines up, and you see uh, these. Well, stats, history so. repeats itself. Huh? Well, speaking of Big Twelve too, um, I don't know. You probably haven't heard this, but. Uh, so, K-State obviously sucks. Iowa State is not any better. I guess technically we're better than them since we beat them the one time we've played them. But um, the Big 12 came out and announced that they weren't – K-State, Iowa State wasn't going wasn't gonna to make – they weren't going to make that game up this year that they missed. They said that uh, they left one week at the end of the Big 12 season to make up games, and Iowa State's already got to make up three. And they said, well, the Texas and the KU games potentially could have some bearings on the final standings. But the K-State, Iowa State is going to have zero bearing on anything that happens within the conference. <laughs> so we're, we're just not going to play that game. So <laughs> Well, Iowa uh, State's 0-5 and and, and uh, K-State's 1-6 and six with their one win being is against Iowa State. Iowa State. Yep. So, yep. Uh, the rest of the league's pretty um, – been fairly balanced. They, you know, West Virginia's only 2-3 and three in league games, but uh, their three losses are to the three big boys, Kansas, uh, Texas, and um, Baylor. Yep. Uh, so – 
it's a it's a good league. Uh, the problem is, and we talked about this back when we first talked about the uh, the the Big Twelve. Um, they beat up each other. Yeah, they just go through the season beating up on each other, and it's it's at the end of the year you're not going to have very many undefeated teams in the Big Twelve. Well, you 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 know from our previous uh, podcasts when we've touched on Big Twelve basketball this year, my my doom and gloom on the on the Wildcats this year. I did some research. Um, I didn't really do research. Somebody else did the research, and I saw and vetted out their research and made sure it was accurate. But um, we looked at so last year Weber went three and fifteen in conference. This year, there's a very good chance we've won our only game that we're going to win this year. Uh, I don't. I don't. We might have an opportunity to win another game. I, I would almost put money on the fact that uh, that Lonnie Kruger will go into Manhattan. He's going to get that win finally. Figure out a way to lose. He's going to get his He's win. He's never won in the inside the no. stadium with an opposing team's jersey on, other than his old K State purple. But, but two years ago, we won. We won a share of the Big Twelve championship. This is how bad they've dropped in two years. Yep. They went three and fifteen last year. And now we're going to go one and whatever, depends on how many games are canceled, but we'll have one win. In two years, that's how bad it's gotten. So we did some digging on this and looking at coaches in the Big 12 with a 3-15 and 15 record or worse in a season. There's seven times that that's happened. And three of them are Trent Johnson at, at TCU. They were, I mean, think about how bad they were for a long period of time. We're worse than that right now. So Chris Walker did it once. He was Gillespie's interim coach after he resigned at Texas Tech. Gillespie went one and seventeen one year at, at Tech, um, and then Tubby Smith went three and fifteen at, at Tech in his second year. So that's how bad this is. Is that you take out how bad TCU and Texas Tech were for those years, and K State is now worse than those teams were uh, when when they were going through that run. So. And then the other one was Travis Ford at Oklahoma State. His last year, he went three and fifteen and got fired. So, you think about how bad those teams were. There is no way, no way that they can keep Bruce Weber for another year. No way. I don't care how much talent is on this roster, and they're all freshmen. It's your fault. You were the one that that recruited all these kids, and you're the one that let it slip so bad that we have to play eight freshmen this year. I, I can't. Uh... I don't know how you go from being uh, – I always felt like this. If you won a championship, then your next four to five years should be some of your best years after winning a championship. Yep, you would think. You should be able to recruit. You should be able to go get kids. When Oklahoma won the national championship in 2000, I thought, boy, it's going to be great. It was. Still good. We never won another championship. Mm -hmm. But kids started wanting to come there again. They had quit wanting to come there. Now, you win the championship this year, he should have been out loading up on kids. It didn't happen. Um, you, you, what you've done now is you've, uh, you've dug yourself a hole instead of yep. being on top of things. And yep. so I'm with you. He, you, you can't keep him. Because no. if you can't win after winning a championship, right. then you yeah. you don't deserve and, it. And I was I was pro-Weber. I mean, there is some talent on the roster that he had coming in. Obviously, as I've mentioned before, he's won more conference championships than our previous 20 coaches or whatever the number is combined. But at, at, we just can't keep doing this rebuilding and starting from scratch. One in whatever they're going to be this year is just not, not getting the job done. So I think it's uh, time we move on. So. Well, I don't know that there's very many federal jobs that pays under fifteen dollars an hour, but another thing, and it's going back to the <laughs> yeah. old let's go back to the old wheelhouse. 
$15 an hour. Huh? Come true yesterday, executive order, yep. $15 an hour for all federal employees. Uh, I don't think any of them pay worse than that to begin with, but it's still uh, they're going to try to push this on the on us, yep. the rest of us. You're going to be no more $5 pizzas. Nope. <laughs> Believe me. Nope. You want to talk about inflation. <laughs> I mean, everything is going to go sky uh, high. Boy. You're either going to be replaced by a computer yep. or the cost is going to go sky you know, high. Walmart figured this out a long time ago, like you just said. Hey, you can go check your own self out. You can shop for yourself. Yep. You can check yourself out, and we'll just have one guy stand at the door, make sure you're not stealing everything. You go to other countries where the minimum wage is is higher than what we would do, uh-huh. and I've been to many of them where you go to a fast food restaurant, you order on a computer. Yep, there's not you don't you, there's zero interaction with a person. Yep, that's so. right. When we were did you, did you do that in in London? In Paris? Yep. yep. In London, we never talked to one person. Yep. We ordered everything, and this is many years ago. Many years ago when I was there, that um, we ordered, and we were kind of like, wow, we don't know how to do this. Yep, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle, and it was a different language. Good thing they had pictures because we were just at McDonald's. So, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're headed. So, but, but anyway, at least we can still watch sports live. That's what's yep. more important yep. than anything. And uh, you know what? This is going to make all you Chiefs fans mad. Let's go. Man, I wanted Baker to win last week. Let's go. I was all over Baker, boy. I, I thought he had every opportunity. And, you know, with, with uh, Mahomes getting hurt, which is a big deal, the uh, the Henny came in and played great. Uh, I thought he did, you know, just did anything he had to do just not to lose. Yep. Um, I don't know that if on fourth down, they'd already went for fourth down twice in the same drive, the, the, uh, the Browns' last drive, didn't go for it, yep. never got the ball back. Yep. I feel like if they'd have went for it and made it there, which that's a lot of ifs, right? Potentially win the ball game. Yep. I mean, I, I think it's a lot closer than what the Chiefs thought, a lot closer than what Vegas thought, a lot closer than what everybody smart out there thought. They they actually played. Uh, it turned into a hell of a football game. Yep. A lot of fun. Yeah, there was a couple of times I, it looked like Chiefs were going to break out, and then the Cleveland just kind of hung around. But and I don't. I'll, personally, I was concerned if Cleveland got the ball back that they were going to win that game. Yeah, so. I, I think they'd have won the ball game had uh, you know they talk about not stretching out at the end zone because cause of the fumble. Right. But the fumble at the end of the first half, right. that's a killer. Yep, because uh, you, you take away that they'd have been on the one yard line. I'll guarantee you, Hunt would have scored. Yeah, you hand the football yeah. to Hunt because yep. that guy was running like a beast. I, I tell you what, if the Chiefs had him, they would never lose a game. Yep. I mean, I wish that he wouldn't have gotten trouble and did what he did. But with Hunt, the Chiefs, they already have more weapons than anybody. But you throw Hunt in that mix, my goodness, um, they would be unbelievable. But anyway, that had been a whole different ballgame. We ever, had a lot of fun with that game. Did you, ever, did you ever really think that there was a chance Mahomes wasn't playing tomorrow? No. <laughs> no, no, there never. was not. And, and, again, I don't – I know you can get concussions in other ways. His head obviously never hit the ground. And but I knew is maybe they you can choke somebody out in a second and a half. I don't. I'm not going to get so. into that argument. But as soon as I started hearing the whole oh he was choked out, it wasn't a concussion. I knew immediately that was going to be their battle against having to go through the concussion protocol and just making. I mean, obviously they still did. But if he wouldn't have passed through that, right. it would have been a completely different scenario. And that was going to be the the. Defense, I thought he I hit his the crown of his head. On the ground is what I mean. It looked to me like it, the crown of his head bounced when on the ground, the replay, but not that severe. Not. No, when not, you watch the replay, but he damn there's, sure was woozy. Oh yeah, 
And but that, it takes more than a second. That guy did not choke him yeah. out. And that's the other thing. If he would have just laid on the ground for another 15, yeah, 20 seconds yep. and then stood up, because that was the worst part of it, when you saw him stand up with his yep, wobbly absolutely. legs and kind of fall over, if he would have just laid there for another 20, 30 seconds and then got up, it would have been. It would have looked. Oh yeah, he would have got less. his breath back and all that kind of stuff. I I'll tell you this, and we've watched it all of our lives. Have you ever seen Mike Tyson punch a guy and he looks like that? <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes, the bell rings and he goes over and shakes cobwebs yep. out, comes right back out, yep. and fights a fight. As a matter of fact, the first time Mike Tyson ever lost a fight, it happened to Tyson himself. You know, he knocked that. He knocked old Buster Douglas out. Buster, the bell saved Buster Douglas, and then Buster came back and won the whole fight. Yep. So, uh, so I mean, you can get the hell knocked out of you and still play. Now, that, like you said, these concussion protocols that the NFL goes with, I think from the look of it on TV, somebody upstairs said, don't put him back in. Yeah. He's, he's woobly. Yep. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. Um, two games tomorrow. What do you got? If, you, if we set the spread at three points for each game, Chiefs be favored and Green Bay would be favored. What do you think? You think both of those teams are, are playing in the Super Bowl here I in two weeks? So. I think that's yeah. what we got. I think yep. we got the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to tell you something, and, and I know, uh, again, I'm not the biggest Chiefs fan in the world, and so I know all Chiefs fans think Patrick Mahomes walks on water, but this Josh Allen from Buffalo is as good as Patrick Mahomes yep. and plays in worse weather. Well, we he were, is good. We were talking about this good. last night. The thing that scares me is, and, and you know this when being an OU fan as well, when you play, and I think about this when we play like KU or something, that team that you play that has nothing to lose yep. scares the hell out of me. Well, that's why I think Cleveland played so well. So, and I, and I mean, no, everybody knew Buffalo was an improved team. I don't think anybody, if you would have told anybody at the beginning of the season, Buffalo Bills are even playing for the AFC Championship game, yep. that you would have thought they would be there. So they've got nothing to lose at this point. They've overachieved from what a lot of people thought they were going to do this year. Hey, let's just go. The Chiefs won last year. They're going for their repeat. You know, let's just go. Did you go happen to – okay, Oklahoma's leading at half, guys. Y'all listen to this afterwards, but Oklahoma's leading at uh, half. Okay, you made a little comeback. Um, would you um, – watching the games last weekend, uh, did you notice the crowd at the Buffalo game? mm Completely packed. Hmm. I, I, I did not. I, oh, I New York's open things up. Well, that's – I mean, I don't know if it's different up north because you go down yeah. and when the Jets and the Giants play over in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, of course, it's a different state, but New Jersey, um, they um, they don't they can't even have a crowd. But it looked to me like Buffalo was packed. Now, the Chiefs game was still limited seating, um, but it had a pretty good loud crowd. Um, there was several Salina people there. Marcus McDaniel's boy, Marcus McDaniel win. I saw that uh, – I think Jeff uh, Wells was there. Uh, there were a few few other people from yep. Salina that was at the game. Well, here's an interesting stat for you. I'm, I'm all full of stats today. So all right. The Chiefs are hosting their third straight conference championship game. They are the second team in the NFL's history to ever accomplish that. Do you know who the other one is? Dallas Cowboys. Nope. They never made it to three straight? The, they not hosted. Oh, Buffalo. Nope. Nope. They didn't host three straight. Okay, host them. Okay. Yeah, you host them on your home field, three straight championship games. The Philadelphia Eagles from 2002 to 2004, coached by Andy, Andy Reid. 
He's the only one that's boy. done it. He's done, done it, it twice, twice now. Hall of Fame coach. Oh, I wouldn't have. I would have thought the Cowboys on their run would have made no. three straight. They, home. they, I they, they played in three more, yeah. three straight or more. Well, but Buffalo not hosted. played in four straight back. You know, whenever they lost four Super Bowls in a row, uh, you'd have thought that one of those teams would have. Yep. Three, but they did. Huh? That's a good stat. Well, that's Andy all I've Reed. got. That's all I've got for today. I've got my one last thing. I've got one more stat for you. But are we already an hour so into this thing? We are an hour, almost an hour into it. Yep. Boy, didn't y'all have fun. Yeah, I got. I feel better. I got a little stuff off my chest from a political standpoint. So I didn't even bring up some of the things. I, I went to the Keisha website this week because I've been upset with the state. Of, I, I'm just upset with the way that the kids get done in schools. I think it's ridiculous. So well, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, our, our COVID protocols and stuff like that in the county, but I'm going to wait until my family and everybody, we get past this COVID stuff so I don't uh, – get anybody in trouble or say anything I shouldn't say, but, uh, um, it's, it's been a mess uh, trying hey, to figure out some now. information. You've already so. pissed everybody off. <laughs> so, well, Hey, for my one last thing here before we go, Philip, I saw a fun stat, uh, being a baseball, baseball fans. This is kind of interesting. So I looked this up and it was the base with each of the last, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight presidents, the base. And, and I thought about this with, with, Oh, uh, Hank Aaron passing, uh, yesterday, but uh, the baseball player with the most home runs under each president's office tenure. Huh. See if you can get any of these. Okay. So I'll tell you, Reagan, Carter, and Ford were all the same player. Do you know who that was by chance? Reagan, Carter, and Ford. And Ford. So going back three presidents there, the same guy had the most home runs in all three of those. What uh, is it, Reggie Jackson? Mike Schmidt. Oh, yeah. Mike yeah. That's hard to believe. So, H.W. Bush. George Bush's time. Would it be A-Rod or – no, 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 no. It would be um, the steroid man from San Francisco. Nope. Barry Bonds. Nope, nope. Uh, A-Rod? The crime dog, Fred McGriff, with 137. He had more than – Well, you think about – this would have been, what, 88 four, to oh, 92? Four, oh, you're talking about first George Bush. Yes, first yes. George Bush. Okay. So, second, W. Bush – a-Rod. A-Rod. Yeah, with 364. Then Obama. So I'm going to skip you. We skipped one there. Clinton. Okay, Clinton's years. Now, that's, tell me the years. I don't That would have been what? A, uh, 92. 92 to 2000. 92 to 2000-ish, 2000. Yeah. So those eight years. Now, oh, that'd be a fun one to think about for a minute. George Brett be on the list anymore? Nope. <laughs> well, he might be on the list somewhere, uh, but he's not. I only got number one. Um, I'll go with... Uh, Tell me. The kid. Oh, Ken Griffey. <laughs> Ken Griffey. And then again, we got A-Rod. So, Obama. Just in the last eight years. Well, could it still be Barry Bonds? Could it still the, be? I would guess this one was pretty heavy for the first half to two-thirds of Obama's. Kansas City kid. Played at St. Louis. Oh, Pujols. Yeah, there you go. And then Donald Trump. The last four years. Who's yeah. been hitting the homers in the last four years? I don't know. Mike Trout. Yep. So, yep. Pujols hey, had 272. Little, that's a pretty good all-star team. Trout had 134 during Trump's four years. So, I guess right. how much money he made during that time. He's, right. he's one of them guys that makes Patrick Mahomes kind of money. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a $400 million guy. Uh, he makes a lot of money. A lot of fun. If you ever have any, want to sit down and read about a guy, sit down and read a little bit about old Mike Trout. He's a lot of fun to follow. He's... He's got a 
job out in California, but he's an East Coast guy, a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, spends the entire offseason at Eagles games. Um, um, probably can afford pretty good seats. Uh, yeah. Brings all of his buddies, all of his buddies. But he said he loves loves playing in California. A lot of people thought that he would come back and play in either New York to put a match or the Yankees potentially, maybe even play for the Phillies. Somewhere uh, on the East Coast. But he said uh, he loves the way it is. Because when he leaves for baseball season, he literally goes to work for nine months. Right. And then he comes home, has a great time. But when he goes to California, he's out there to work, and I'm telling you, he can work. We'll talk baseball yep. in another. What are we going to be, pitchers and catchers? Yeah. There's going to be a month and another a half month, from now. Yeah, a little over a month, yep. We'll so. open up a lot sooner than we did last year, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, one thing I want to ask our listeners out there before we wrap this up, um, like I said, we're going to have um, our, so our friends from Cruise Planners coming on here pretty soon. I would like to know if you guys have any questions that we can address while they're on the on the podcast with us in regards to travel. At the end of the day, we do this for for the listeners out there as well as as our therapy, if that's what you want to call it. But uh, you know, we want to make sure we get questions answered that you guys have. I obviously have some from yep. a traveling standpoint. I know you do. We're going to cover those, but please let us know if there's anything you want us to address or ask them while start they're on one there. Off. So, what is one of your biggest questions? Just start one off. What well, I just I just have? want to make sure that I'm clear. You know, if 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 you travel internationally, what's the rules now? Because I've heard a couple of different things, and I'll use an example of this. We didn't. We looked. We were invited to go on a trip to Mexico a few months ago. Yeah. We chose not to do that. The reason we chose not to do that is that we were told. That when you're in Mexico, before you come back to the United States, you have to take a COVID test. And if you test positive, you are quarantined in Mexico for 14 days before you can come home. No questions asked. Right. I asked these girls about this. Apparently, that is not the case. We had some friends just get back from Mexico here recently. They did not take any COVID tests while they were down there. But now, now that wasn't true. But now, I believe we just it canceled is. a trip. Right. But it's not really the Mexico people. It's the airlines. Right. The airlines are saying you cannot get you on the have plane. To, you have to prove that you have a test or paper. that you had COVID in the last 90 days. Now, we'll so. talk more about this when we get there, but do you know the way that they've crushed the Mexican uh, travel economy by doing that? Ugh. I mean, just in Salina, I know of four couples on a exact same weekend. I know of four couples who all canceled their trips to Mexico in Salina, Kansas. Yep. Now imagine the whole United States how many yep. trips got canceled. Thousands. Yep. I mean, it just kills those resorts, yep. which, you know, that's where we like it, to go. And for I'm not saying we would have changed our mind on the trip, but at the end of the day, that was the main reason we made that decision. Yeah. And come to find out that information was false. Well, so just trying to get some of that kind of yeah, stuff straight. Yeah, put some of those on there, our Facebook if you happen to. Because the other thing up. is, is if you're if you're a cruiser. I got to think cruises are going to be pretty cheap for a while. So My brother just booked one for one year from now. First week of January next year, he's having yep. my mom and everybody go try and talk all the rest of us into going with him. And uh, literally, he's taking his whole family, his three kids and their spouses and all that. I mean, paid no more than $400 yep. per person. Yep. For a five-day cruise out of uh, Galveston. Yep. And they're, I mean, and they're going to be starting up here pretty soon, I think. Yeah, so, book now. So, again, <laughs> just now. kind of understanding. And, um, and you know, we have some things that we like to do when we, when we book travel. But uh, um, just, just kind of talking through some of that with them. So, if there's anything that you want to ask or want us to ask, 
uh, let us know and and uh, shoot us a note. If you know us, text us or post it on our Facebook page, and we'll be more than happy to uh, to ask those questions. We make sure we get the questions answered you guys are looking for information on. Talk to you next week. Yep. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.